What's going on, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome to another special episode of Tuffy Talk, y'all. I, I feel like every single week I'm sitting here saying to myself, okay, this is a special episode. I, I feel like I'm even introducing every episode saying it's special, but I truly do mean it here today as this is really, in my eyes, a special episode as we have, at least in, in my eyes, one of my all-time uh, favorite athletes at NC State and, uh, in, in my opinion, one of the most impactful student-athletes to come to NC State in the last decade, uh, Lisa Kunane, an all-time Great NC State women's basketball player and uh, beloved by NC State fans and forever will be for sure. And uh, so, Lisa, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate your time today. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. Let's do. All right. So, so you know, kind of real quick. So I, I, I noticed you were, you were wearing, a, um, uh, you know, it looked like a newer <laughs> NC State hoodie. So uh, did have, was that from your time at State or is did you, you know, receive it or buy it after your time at State? It looks a little fresher. Uh, it is fresh, but it was from my time at state. Um, okay. When so I so you keep overseas. your stuff clean. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> NC state stuff gets hung up in the closet. Hey, there we go. I like it. I like it. That's, that's what's up. So, so first of all, uh, you know, you know, let's kind of talk about where you are right now. So you're based in the Czech Republic and, uh, you know, I have your team here, which, uh, I'm, I'm going to totally butcher it and, uh, and that's okay. Uh, Zabony Birno. Uh, okay. Right? It was a good try. Totally butchered um, it. Okay. <laughs> butchered it. Um, I totally Jabini. butchered it. Go for it. Jabini Burno. Jabini Burno. Okay. Yeah. I, like this disease, like, like a J. Jabini Burno. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I like that. That's what's up. All right. Uh, so, so, you know, you, you play with them now for, uh, since 2002, correct? You've been with them now. This is your third, just, this is your second full season with them. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. This is the start of my second full season with them. Okay, great. So, so kind of tell me about, you know, so, uh, you know, how, what's your experience been like in the Czech Republic and, and playing there, like, you know, life there in general, like, you know, kind of give me an overview on life in the Czech Republic for you right now. Yeah. So honestly, it's awesome right now. There's actually just a rainbow outside of my window as we started this podcast, um, which I thought was oh, pretty cool. Uh, but I'm nice. in Brno, which is the second largest city. Um, I'm like two hours from Prague, two hours from Vienna, Austria. So it's honestly, it's a great location. I love the city. Um, it's obviously a big city, but it has like a small town feel to it almost. Um, mm-hmm. I love like just going into town, like to the downtown, hanging out, going to eat, whatever. Um, my mm-hmm. team, I love my team as well. Um, like I said, here for my second year, most of the players are the same. Um, I have a couple of people on the team that I'm closer to. Uh, one of my teammates is, she lives in Montenegro, but she's from Bosnia, Herzegovina. And so I got to go see her home uh, over the summer when I came to visit wow. and I'm super close with her. We had one American last year, but this year we have um, a French Mexican player. Um, that's kind of like another import. Um, so okay. honestly, it's great. I love my team. I love the coaches. I love the city. It's I've been loving these two years. I love it. Yeah. Well, because it's funny. I remember, uh, like, actually, when we first started Tuffy Talk, we had the honor of interviewing Ace Koenig. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I remember she was actually playing with a UNC, a former UNC player at the time, uh, uh, you know, on her team that was a former UNC player. And so I, I was looking at your starting roster. I saw that most of them looked like are based in the Czech Republic. And uh, so, I mean, I'm assuming no real interesting storylines uh, there as well, since you said that most of them are not U.S. based now. Uh, well, funny your, you mentioned your, your it. Um, okay. Our French player is Lou Lopez Seneschal, who okay. played at UConn her last year. <laughs> um, okay. 
she wow. Okay. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all have been it. talking a lot. Y'all have been talking a lot over the last couple of days. Uh, honestly, so she's been with the national team. Uh, she just played for the French uh, national team. And today is my uh, first day seeing her at practice, which is another reason why I got the sweatshirt on. <laughs> I love it. That's what's up. Okay. All right. But, so, so yeah, there she, it uh, is. That's played, an interesting storyline. Yeah. yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's a great player. She plays uh, the WNBA uh, last year was her first year, and this is her first year overseas. So it's been a, a journey for her so far. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I had already mentioned that we interviewed Ace Koenig a couple of years ago. So I'm sure I probably asked her this at the time, but I, I just want to kind of ask it again, maybe because maybe it's different experience for you as well. Um, so how does it kind of work in terms of, so, you know, you, you, you decide to, you know, at least for the time being move away from the WNBA. Um, and so, so how does it work in terms of deciding where you're going to go? Like you kind of get recruited uh, by these teams overseas, like, you know, because I, mean, I know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of countries that have a professional, uh, you know, women's basketball uh, league. So how does it kind of work mm-hmm. in terms of deciding where you're going to go? Uh, yeah. So I actually I have an agent and that's the biggest storyline. Um, I remember last year after I two years ago, maybe now, like after I graduated from NC State, um, I was in touch with my agent and he had found this team in the Czech Republic. Um, and he, it's funny when you start looking at who the players are on teams and who their agent is. So my agent is actually the agent for like three, four other girls on my team. So your agents have connections, um, all overseas. And so he's the one that found this, uh, team and placed me here. And there's actually another girl at the time that had the same agency and she was on the team as well. So he knew of the team, he knew that they needed a post and, gave me I gave me some other options as well and went through and decided that this was going to be the best place for me uh for the time being okay yeah uh and uh you know kind of talking a little bit in terms of uh you know season so far you guys have played at least from what I'm seeing here correct me if I'm wrong you played six games so far averaging just over 10 points a game um you know nine for 12 free throw which is no shocker again just keep them <laughs> keep keep doing what you're doing but but from your time at nc state uh but i could do i gotta ask you've only shot one three-pointer and you made it but i'm sitting here saying i mean that, that, that was a pretty big piece of your game especially nc state <laughs> i mean i mean you're over you know i can't even remember like i'm off the top of my head like 35 percent three-point shooter so i mean so i mean are we going to see more three-pointers you know in, in, in the check like what's what's going on there uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know what uh, stats you're looking at. I have shot a couple more than one, but one is my okay. maid. My maid is right now is one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'm seeing here one for one, but you know, again, I'm, no, it, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, I'm shooting them still. I mean, honestly, my coach talked to me the other day. He was like, Elisa, like I saw your stats in college. You were 38%. Like where's 38% over here? Uh, honestly, I think it's wow. like comfortability, you know, like, overseas the gameplay is so different to me and so it's it's been tough honestly finding like my comfort in okay this is when I need to shoot the ball but this is when my teammate is open this is when I need to go set a screen yada yada it's been honestly it's been a hard transition from college to the professionals overseas and figuring that out is is there much of a language barrier uh not too much no uh my coach actually speaks great English um his mom was an English teacher I believe uh, and most of my team speaks great English as well. Um, and I help them a little bit and they help me learn Czech. So it's been pretty good basketball wise, as far as the language barrier. Have you been able to pick up Czech pretty well, or, I mean, kind of give me, I know a couple words. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I All right. <laughs> I know enough to like have a greeting with somebody, um, to count to like order food at a restaurant or something. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I know a little bit. I can understand maybe more than I can speak. Like when they talk, I know what they're talking about sometimes. Gotcha. Um but if you asked yeah. me to say it back, I probably wouldn't be able to. But I know I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Okay. First phrase I'm sure you had to learn was "I'm open." So yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so you know, kind of tell me in terms of long term vision. I know that um, you know you had a little bit of a of a stint there with the Minnesota Lynx, and uh, you know, is is the goal you know during you know each off WNBA off season to see you know if there's a possibility of of you returning back to the WNBA? Like you know, what's kind of the long term vision for you for your for your career in your opinion? Yeah, um, I think right now where I'm at, it's still um, a dream of mine to obviously play, but play more longer uh, in the WNBA over the summer. Mm-hmm. At the same yeah. time, it's it's hard, you know. Um, it's hard to make a team, to stay with the team, to even kind of be a part of that conversation. Um, so it is still a dream of mine, but also at the same time, I'm very content with where I am overseas right now. Um, so it's kind of just a, I'm, I'm still working towards it. I'm still working hard, but we'll see where it ends up. But no matter what, like I know where I'm supposed to be. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dressup Insurance Group that has our whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> I did want to kind of a- 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 ask you about it too, because it's, especially for me, it was a big frustrating piece, uh, you know, because like for me, like I've always wanted to more to get more into the WNBA, you know, uh, you know, I catch them, especially, you know, with my wife being a, a South Carolina grad. So, you know, she follows, you know, we, so whenever, uh, um, you know, Vegas goes to the finals uh, because of uh, um, their South Carolina's player that plays for the Las Vegas. Aces, Asia Wilson, uh, yeah. Asia Wilson. Yeah. 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 Asia Wilson, so, so, yeah. so, 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 so we, we, we check out, you know, Asia for sure. Um, but you know, for, so for me, like when, when you were going to the WNBA, I was like, okay, all right, cool. So wherever Elise is going, like, that's going to be my team and I'm going to, you know, check them out and all that. And, and then, you know, you, you have like, you know, three games where you make an appearance and then you end up not making it. And I was doing a little bit of research and, and basically like, it's, it's crazy that, uh, so uh, the stats here say that nearly half of the lottery picks, AKA top four or five draft pick are, you know, mostly make up the WNBA. Like you're basically, like, most of them are lottery picks uh and it's it's very very tough to make a team and especially for you know a player like yourself being one of the all-time in-state greats and you know not even making rosters so i mean kind of you know tell me you know being a fan you know of you know of more from an nc state side like you know i'm not necessarily the Mm -hmm. hugest professional basketball fan even nba fan in general but i love nc state i follow nc state um so you know kind of you know does does my does my point kind of make sense in terms of like you know I feel like that I would watch more if I saw more NC State players you know it, it, out there which I mean is is kind of a frustrating thing for me I mean so am I would you would you say like would you agree with my stance or you know like like kind of help me in terms of 
Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know exactly where I'm going with this, but it's, it's just frustrating because I want that. Like, all right, here, all right, now that Elise is in, I'm going to go check them out. Like, or now that Kayla Jones is in, I'm going to go watch these games. Like, it, mm-hmm. that's that, that's kind of the thing for me. I guess it's maybe more of an excuse to go check it out now, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing like, the transition from college to the pros, like, you have to be professionally ready, right? So, like, I think people going into college looking for like coaching and guidance and, you know, a little bit of leadership. And I think going into the WNBA, like they expect you maybe not to be at your best yet, but like to be a professional um, and to be ready to rock and roll right away, like without any extra like help or like guidance, I would say, Um, at least from my perspective. However, I think that I, I mean, I definitely like was a little upset. I mean, obviously, how could I not be? And so for me, I was like, man, like maybe I won't watch the WNBA a little bit. But then you start like looking at other people's storylines and like. There's players who uh, there was a player for the Chicago Sky. Uh, I forget her name, but she didn't play the WNBA for maybe like 17 years or something, and then now she started for the Chicago Sky like a season or two ago and was making such an impact. And then you see players who got drafted, got released, and then they go back and then now they're the star of their team. So I think for the WNBA, it's really a process. And while some of your favorite players are hurt by that process, sometimes you see other players that get the benefits of it and like they get they get through the process you know i mean it's yeah. still an amazing league uh and i've been watching it like watching the finals this year i mean you see players who are just dominating uh and it's just like i think if you really watch it and you get to know some of the players in the league aside from your favorite sports team it's incredible to watch what they're doing out there yeah no, and uh, and and that makes sense uh, for sure. And again, it, it's 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 more of just kind of again, just just checking out at least of what in my opinion is a great product because of the fact that there. I mean, since there are so few teams, every single team is pretty much stacked. I mean, you know, for, for the most mm-hmm. part, I know that some teams are more stacked. I mean, again, Vegas has now won two WNBA championships in a row. So, uh, and Asia yeah. Wilson is definitely a big piece to it for sure. So, uh, um, you know, it's exciting to see, but. Uh, so I do want to kind of ask you a little bit here, um, you know, about, you know, start to kind of transition, talking about your time at NC State, talking about, you know, the team this year. Got to talk about the locker room renovations. Definitely got to get <laughs> oh your input goodness. on that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Forget it. Let, let's let's talk about that first, because obviously, obviously, <laughs> let's start with the locker room. All right. So first and foremost, did you know about any like were these renovation talks even happening while you were still a state? Uh, yes. So I think. Honestly, I want to say it was my junior year. I might be wrong. But I remember after okay. my junior year, there was starting to be some talk about, oh, like we might get some new locker room space. Like we might have like some vanities to like get ready or like maybe to relax, like sleeping pods and all this. And they talked about it as if it was happening <laughs> mm-hmm. while yep. we were still there. Um, uh. And I mean, look, like I was blessed to go into Reynolds when it first was renovated. Mm-hmm. Right. So my freshman right. year was maybe like the first or second year that Reynolds was renovated. Okay. okay. And we had a new locker renovation then. Okay. And then my, so my senior year, so I would say that I just missed it, but I also had it brand yeah. new when I first got there. And so for the program to be taking off like it has, and like it was to, for them to be able to come back in and redo it with obviously the generous donation it's incredible and it's beautiful. And I saw during camp when I was there over the summer, I got to see the bare walls and I was like, wow, like I just want to 
I just want a tour. Like I need to go back and get a tour yeah. from the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking coach, are you sure I don't have any more eligibility left coach? Like, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, my fifth year now. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so, so tell me what, what, what's your favorite parts? I mean, again, like, like for me, those sleeping pods are next level, but I mean, kind of give me your, 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 you know, your favorite pieces of the renovations. Honestly, it just looks more open. Uh, to me like I remember when we were there there's a huge pillar in the middle of our locker room and so you couldn't even see like everybody within the locker room and so now it looks like the space Mm -hmm. is a lot more open Um, Mm -hmm. and the sleeping pods like I 100% would be in there every day taking a nap like my pillow and blanket (laughs) would stay there you know (laughs) I love it and so I mean I'm have, have you used one of those sleeping pods before I haven't no Okay, I was gonna say like I I honestly don't know like what happens like like is there like I, I don't even know if like there's a screen in there or if it's just like that just makes it really dark I have no clue but I mean I like how it swivels around it comes in front of you like that by itself is cool so I mean yeah we'll take it's it probably just like uh, blackout so you can just go right to bed there you go I mean hey listen <laughs> I, you don't I don't need much to to take a nap all right so, when the when the coaches um, give but, me a tour I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. All right. So there we go. There we go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so, you know, and kind of talk to me too, in terms of, uh, I mean, there's, you know, I think one of the biggest, you know, off season changes for over the last two years is adding a, a former NC state basketball player, Ashley Williams, and, uh, now adding Kayla Jones on, on, on the roster as well. Um, it, did you, were you able to play with Ashley before, before she graduated or did she play right before you came? Mm-hmm. She played right before I came. So I never played with her. Okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, but, but I went to you know, many a games uh, to watch her play. Like my whole scouting recruiting journey was while she was playing, and I just remember watching her which, play, and it was amazing. Well, and, and that's because that's another great story. I mean, former walk on, you know, right, right here yeah. in the area, played a played a Green Hope, uh, you know, right down the road from NC State, and then you know ended up being a very effective player for us. So she was so um, tenacious. Like every time she played, yeah. I just remember charges, three point shots. She was so tenacious. She played a lot of grit. Absolutely. Completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so kind of tell, tell uh, cause I mean, uh, you know, the addition of Kayla, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe you still stay in touch with, with Kayla some, but, um, I mean, what would you say, at least in my opinion, I think that cause one of the biggest things Kayla brought when she was at NC state was her leadership, uh, on, on, and, and from everything I heard off the court as well. Um, do you, would you say that that's a big thing that, that Westmore saw in terms of wanting to bring Kayla back, uh, in terms of bringing those leadership qualities to the locker room? For sure. 100%. I think KJ is probably the best person to be in that role right now. Um, I mean, you always hear Coach Moore talk about it, like KJ came at NC State and didn't play that much her first year or two, and then she mm-hmm. came on to be, like, the most central part of the team, you know? And I think yep. her leadership grew along with that in her journey. You know, she's not teaching these freshmen that come in there. KJ's not like, oh, like, yeah, my freshman year I was scoring 30 points, you know? Like, no, she can mm-hmm. relate to every single one of them and tell them that, like, no matter what's happening, like, you can still bring your passion and your energy and KJ is by far the best person uh, to be there to do that, to help those girls as they start their college and then as they go through the four years. I love it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think you've definitely seen that again. We're going to talk about the UConn game and the, you know, the team this season uh, during part two. But uh, I mean, there's no doubt that you're seeing a nine day difference in which, again, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it. I mean, I think KJ had a lot to has, has something to do with that for sure. But I mean, it, it's uh 
you know, got to give a hats off to, to Westmore. I mean, to, to, you know, make the moves he did during the off season and what we've seen so far in terms of not only just the skill level, but I think that, you know, just everybody's bought into their role. You know, I think that that's, that's the biggest thing I saw, you know, against the game and against UConn, which again, I'm trying not to talk too much about, but <laughs> I just can't like that. That's, that's the, that's the thing that honestly makes me most excited is like, okay, like, like everybody has their role and honestly everybody seems excited about that role. Like, I mean, Madison Hayes, for example, like, you know, she's not somebody that obviously we're, we're asking to, you know, score 30 points a game, but I mean, she plays defense hard. Uh, you know, she can shoot the three um, and uh, she can rebound, you know, she plays, you know, she plays hard. And, uh, yeah. and I think that that's one of the most exciting things for me from what I've seen from this team is just like with, with you guys, with, uh, you know, with, with Kai and, and Raina and diamond, you name it, like everybody had their role and everybody understood the role and accepted it and flourished in it. So, I mean, would yeah. you kind of agree with that statement? I, yeah, I would completely agree. I think that's probably one of the biggest differences from last year to this year is that why everybody like obviously gave everything they had. I think this year, like they're buying into their roles and buying into coach more and what he's trying to do. And I think Mm -hmm. they've had so much confidence on the court and then that receives confidence from coach more. And I mean, they just looked great out there for it to be what the second game of the season it was incredible. Uh, basically, yeah, absolutely. And uh, to kind of wrap up this part one, I do want to ask you a little bit about Westmore. Uh, I know, you know, from everything you know you've said about him during your over the years, uh, you know, him being, you know, at the the draft when when you got drafted, um, you know, if you had to describe Westmore in 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 one word, what? And I I know you're like, oh my god, one word for Westmore? Like, geez, that's no, that's I almost an impossible task, but. Oh, go for it. I got it. I what would you got? say passionate, passionate. And the it. reason why I say this is because I remember in practice, Coach Moore would always say, like, he would have so much energy. And, you know, we're just walking into practice, like, all right, come on, like, let's practice. And he's all hyped up and energy. He's always like, I have more passion and energy in my little finger than you guys, like, <laughs> than I've ever had, you know? Like, he always, yeah. always had so much passion for the team and for us and, I think that's definitely what's helped him become the coach that he is. Amen. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it's kind of funny how, you know, some state fans were, you know, I mean, and again, I mean, in, in Coach Moore admitted himself that, you know, last year he didn't do his best job. He admitted that. And, I mean, from what we saw, I mean, definitely it wasn't the season which, you know, we had expectations for. But, again, I mean – the job he's done, you know, to get every single girl to buy in, to, to fill the gas where he needed to, um, like, you know, help him with three point shooting, things like that. Just again, there's, there's, there, there's not 10 coaches in college bat and women's college basketball. I would take over Westmore. There's, there's not, yeah, like there's no, yeah. Way. I mean, so. I think he's, he's with the players, but I think it's also like that the players are with him, you know, like you have to, you have to trust your coach no matter what, even if it's a bad season, even if you might not believe in what he's saying, like, if you buy into it, into him and into what he's trying to do, it's most likely going to work out for you. True, true. All right, Wolfpack Nation. So with that being said, in part two, y'all, we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh, Lisa's time at NC State, uh, You know, her, some of her favorite moments, things like that. And then also to talk a little bit more about this team this season and also to ask her some questions to get to know get to know her a little bit, even on the personal basis as well. So if you do not want to miss out on part two, do us a big, huge favor and hit that free subscribe button and hit that notification bell so that way you're notified on all your devices whenever we go live 
with part two. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to give us a follow at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we'll also have all of uh, Lisa's uh, uh, links to all of her social media in the description below as well. So make sure to go and give Lisa a follow to stay in touch with her and, uh, again, uh, follow her throughout the rest of her basketball career and uh you know and see if you know she ever makes a return back to raleigh that way we all know about it so uh with that being said y'all we'll see y'all for part two and uh go pack y'all